0: Classes is in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. Blurred Alliance University, you know what it is. rocking with J-Rock. Mick Smith. So, I mean, this episode is going to be a little different. You feel me? I mean, we've been trying to kind of branch out and do different things instead of the normal format we currently had. Um, And first off, we just got to get this out the way. We are standing in solidarity with the writers, the actors. I mean, we've been talking about it the last couple episodes anyway. Like, just pay them. You feel me? Like, some of these videos I'm seeing of actors and writers and their residual checks, it's it's insane. It, it's crazy. And and they just need to be paid in order to live, especially in Hollywood, L.A., where a lot of them are staying. Like, bruh, cost of living is insane in Cali. I mean, we know this. You know this, fam. Like, you ain't living off a $27 residual check. No right. way. <laughs> there's just no way like there's
1: no possible way and like the shit we've been seeing also it's just been outrageous like really 27 dollars? i've seen people with like like a cent on they check <laughs> and you know i remember what's his name zuko he used to do the residual check shit yeah mm-hmm. and he based it on like oh we'll be eating today steak and lobster type shit and he's an actor so you know obviously it's different but even he barely hit, like, 50 bucks sometimes, if not 40 bucks. So it's like, oh,
0: well, if that's an actor, these writers definitely getting fucked over. Bro, <laughs> uh, on me. And like you said, he would do it. And it was cool when he was doing it back then because it kind of just seemed right. like a like a series he was doing. And, like, sometimes, like you said, he'd be like, oh, this was a smooth little check. I'm about to eat steak and lobster today. Other days, he's like, we heading to Taco Bell. Because this residual check ain't ain't really hidden, you feel me? And for writers, it's very different because, especially with the streaming model now, because on cable TV, a writer, especially if you're a staff writer or a head writer, you're employed a very long time. Like, the seasons lasted f- for a long time, tw- like 20 episode seasons, and you're employed that whole time. Still writing, they still need you on set, just in case an actor says a line, they're like, and eh, this isn't working, you can rewrite it on the spot. Have them, t- have them tell the actor, nah, this is the way it's supposed to sound. Things like that. With streaming, you're employed like half of the time you would be on network TV. So one, you're not employed as long. Two, the residual checks they cuttin' ain't ain't shit. Like there, there's just no way to live off of that. And like you said, even with the actors, like I saw Kimiko that was on Orange Is the New Black. Series regular, like she wasn't no guest star, she wasn't on like one or two episodes. Like she was she was a she full-fledged man. character <laughs> <Yeah>. on Origins of <laughs> New Black. Her residual check was 27 dollars and thirty cents. It's fucking crazy. Imagine the writer's residual check. Right. Yeah. From Origins of New Black. It's
1: like not even says they just said these niggas <laughs> zeros. <laughs> like we just Mailed this out so you don't get upset Here's right. zero dollars
0: <laughs> And we that's let crazy you know, We let you know that nigga's is streaming it Well we not gonna pay you And that's the crazy thing cause they list all the episodes And how much they get paid for each episode And on hers she showed The whole shit Like the episodes that <laughs> are getting money We're getting like one cent Four cents Five cents It's like oh, wow And I'm glad that actors and writers are able to speak about this freely now. Because I feel like it's been kind of taboo up until this point. Like people don't want to talk about it or people were, I don't want to say ashamed or embarrassed because I don't know these people. I don't know how they feel. But that could have played into it where it's like, I don't want people to know that I'm struggling or that I'm really not getting paid the way I should be. But I'm glad that they're comfortable now and they can actually get this out and actually talk about it. Because clearly it's... It's been needing to be talked about for a while. I mean, Orange of the Black is old. the New Black is old as hell, and to yeah, know that she's only getting twenty seven dollars now, like, come on, bro.
1: Yeah, you remember what's his name from the Cosby Show? What's the actor name? Which one? The light skinned nigga that was dating the that was married to the daughter, Elvin. Yeah, you remember when the pictures came out and he was working at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. that was a sign right there. But instead we just made fun of him like oh this nigga he broke
0: he working at the grocery store
1: it's like no nigga (laughs) he's still trying to survive off these (laughs) checks from Mm -hmm. bill cosby in the 80s (laughs) you know what i mean and now we know how low that shit probably actually is and that was during 22 episodes yeah yeah a season because i saw something today Mm -hmm. and the lady was talking about you know how they don't even tell you if you're even on on these streaming services as if you don't even know, like if your next job or next season is even coming, like they don't even tell you. Yeah, and then, I, you know, we binge in this shit. Well, not me, but most of y'all are. And then we wait another two, three years of maybe, <laughs> maybe getting another season.
0: Yeah. Cause I saw the video you're talking about too, where the lady was kind of explaining how the streaming yeah. model works as opposed to the network TV model. And she was explaining that, we don't know if we're even picked up the show itself is picked up for a second season and then the writers don't know if we're actually picked up as a writer for years and when you think about it i mean it just makes sense right because you think about shows like game of thrones stranger things these huge network streaming television shows that go years in between seasons it's like maybe you're a writer next season maybe you're not who knows good luck with your fifty dollar residual check like it's it's insane and i'm again i'm glad that we're talking about it and like you said even with the dude from the cosby show that I was at the grocery store and people were roasting them and things like that like i said it could have been like an embarrassing factor or something where people just didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want people to think they were struggling or being made fun of on the internet and things like that. And I'm glad we've kind of gotten past that and people are feeling comfortable now. And it's, I feel like a safe space has been created for these people to finally talk about the injustices and and inequality in Hollywood as far as pay goes, as far as treatment goes. So with all that being said, we're not reviewing any new movies that are coming out, any new TV shows just because we're standing in solidarity with the actors, the writers on strike as soon as they get a fair deal, as soon as they are getting paid what they deserve to be paid, we'll be back at it. But if you're looking for reviews for anything new that's come out, we we not gonna do it. It it is what it is.
1: I mean, most of shit been week anyway. Hey. <laughs> hey, I guess y'all really do need some writers, huh? Because the shit y'all out been low key ass. <laughs> so ain't nothing to review no way motherfuckers.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we ain't never getting picked up <laughs> I'm too rude
0: we don't need to get picked up bruh like <laughs> we make it our own way <laughs> and if getting picked up means we getting treated like these niggas yeah I'm good <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to no CEOs or nobody over at fucking Disney, Warner Brothers, none of that shit <laughs> like, y'all can, y'all can keep this- that over there <laughs>
1: Like we'll pick you up for about a cent episode. Bitch.
0: <laughs> get me off this table. let we go. Right, <laughs> we, we back to the crib, shooting the podcast out the crib. We not we not doing that.
1: Shit is outrageous. Nigga. And you know what's even more crazy? It's seeing people like get upset about this. Like niggas are really like, oh, they rich coming from the rich person. Da-da-da-da-da. It's like, what is wrong with
0: you? <laughs> bruh it it literally makes no sense because people think they hear actor and actress and automatically go to the highest paid person in all of hollywood you feel me like they're like oh everyone in marvel margot robbie like these are the people they automatically just think in their head like they're rich as fuck why are they protesting or striking and it's like y'all know that those are like the one percenters of, of actors and actresses in SAG. Like, like most of the people <laughs> in SAG, they they can't even legally qualify for healthcare because they don't make the minimum. They don't make like the twenty-seven thousand six hundred dollars that's minimum for you to make to even qualify for healthcare. But you want to talk about all the rich people and stuff. And it's like you should kind of be happy that they're out there because their voice is so huge and their influence is so huge with their following that they can shine a bigger light on what's actually happening in hollywood it shouldn't be a thing where like oh these rich people are protesting other rich people it should be rich people are standing in solidarity with their brothers and sisters that are in the same profession but don't get paid the same way that they do so it's like come on bro y'all looking at this totally wrong like a hundred percent wrong for the people that look at it like that because that's not even the argument Especially when they're talking about the writers, like, come on, bro. Like, again, if the actors getting paid like this, imagine what the writers are getting paid, right? So they they need to have solidarity, and they need to have bigger voices that are willing to stand up and and be on those front lines with them as well. And I think it's dope that they're doing that. I think it's super dope.
1: I was honestly surprised. (laughs) I was honestly surprised, and now that it's here, it's like, how can you find a negative in this? Like, mm-hmm. why would you go out your way and think, you know what? I'm going to be hella mad about this.
0: Like, nigga, what? It, it, For what? It literally makes no <laughs> sense. And like I said, it's so cool to see, like, Matt Damon out there talking about it. To see the people that were at the Oppenheimer World premiere. I think they were in, um, in Europe somewhere. And they straight up walked out that thing as soon as the strike went live. Like, they was like. Hey, we standing with the hom- like we standing with the homies that are out there in America protesting and everything. Like we don't care about promoting our movies and everything like that. We care about making sure that everything is equal, everything is fair. And I saw people talking to your point that get mad and they're like, "What if what if other people start protesting their jobs and and this world's infrastructure just goes down?" I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we care
0: like bitch we still broke like
1: <laughs> it don't I mean, matter
0: like destroy it all because our infrastructure isn't sustainable regardless the pay gaps between just male and female between the different steel. demographics
1: literally steal,
0: <laughs> bruh this model isn't sustainable so i don't give a fuck if it comes down you feel me i don't care if bus stri- bus drivers start striking or, I, I know nurses at Kaiser are starting to strike right now. So? Let the teacher, bruh, I hope the teachers start striking. Shoot, how much they get paid? <laughs> like, they're oh so underpaid for how much that they actually do. They gotta come out of pocket for pizza parties, for their elementary school kids, and, and all this stuff. Let them strike, bruh. Let them. Like,
1: they're literally watching your kids for free at this point for eight hours. <laughs> come on,
0: dog. <laughs> like this is free. This is a free daycare at this point. So underpaid for how much work they put in. Because then they gotta go home and make curriculum. They gotta make lesson plans. They gotta do all that. While also, if they're married and have kids, they gotta come home and take care of their kids too. Like, and then they gotta go right back at it the next day with a two day weekend. Come on, dog. <laughs> like. This whole Stop it. this whole thing of people being mad and saying, oh, what if other people start to strike and, and the world system goes down? Fuck it. If it goes down, it goes down. Let's build a new and better one. Because that's that's the point of strikes, to be better in the future, to make sure that these unions and these employers are better and they're held accountable in the future. So if it goes down and we ultimately reach that goal, that's a plus. That's not a negative.
1: Like, you should be happy that people actually care enough to want to do this. Like, I don't understand why people just decide they pick and choose. Like, oh, rich people on strike. Fuck them. We the common folk. Who you, who the fuck is we? <laughs> <laughs> who is we? <laughs> like, why are you speaking for us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this vote. Yeah. <laughs> and that it. That shit just drives me crazy every time I see it. Like I really have to be logging out of all these social media sometimes because it's really just like, do you just wake up and be like, damn, I'ma
0: post this today. Yeah, <laughs> I'ma just be a negative <laughs> asshole today. Cause that's exactly what people do. They either post it or they just hop in from comment section to comment section, just being negative as hell. That shit is crazy. Not even There's thinking no before they post. Like, how do you get anything done? <laughs> Like, how do you just go your life like that? <laughs> Bruh, I have no idea. And just social media in general with, like, creators just coming out, losing their fucking minds, like, trying to rationalize them doing work and stuff like that, spreading misinformation. See, I don't post that shit because I'm not the most informed about this. Like, Mm-mm. I know they're on strike. I know their pay is garbage. I know things need to change. That's it you feel me and if i if i think posting something is scabbing or going over the line if i even have that thought it's like i'm not going to post it you know what i'm saying like it's just i feel like it is that simple and if you even have that thought i feel like you should just reach out to sag yourself because they've been responding to people's emails as soon as people reach out to them or reach out to someone that you know is in sag or something like just do your due diligence you know what i'm saying and it's like I don't know. That's why I don't see myself as an influencer because I don't do this to influence anybody. I don't care if you like what I like or dislike <laughs> what I dislike. I don't care if you go off my recommendations or not. I do this shit to have fun, to make people smile, to create a safe space for people like us. Point blank, period. Like influencing isn't isn't the end all be all. It's not a goal. We vibing on here. And that and that and that's just what it is. And we're gonna support the writers, we're gonna support the actors and we're going to keep it moving like that that is what it is so again if you're looking for reviews it's not going to happen till after the writers and actors strike but we are looking at pivoting the style of our podcast i mean if y'all listened to the last episode it's more free-flowing it's more deeper conversations about media entertainment things of that nature so going into this episode I was really thinking about the idea of representation matters. You know what I'm saying? It kind of sounds cliche now because I feel like it's just said all the time. But I feel like cliches also do have truth to them and representation still truly does matter. So I was really thinking about growing up, different characters that I saw that I feel like represented me or I feel like reflected who I wanted to be or who I was. So growing up, bro, what kind of characters were you drawn to? Or what kind of characters did you see yourself in? Whether it be movies, TV shows, whatever it might be. What what kind of was your vibe? Well, obviously,
1: you know, <clears throat> Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's such a cliche to pick that show. But it was a good show. Like, yeah. at the time, obviously. Like, I really did think about that shit all the time. Like, damn, what if I was in Bel-Air, Rich Uncle type shit? Mm-hmm. Because it is. Different, you know, they took him out of a different environment that he was doing bad in, moved him out here to see if he would grow in some way. Mm-hmm. So it was always cool to see that type of shit because you know, not everybody grew up, you know, <laughs> all sunshines and rainbows. So <laughs> uh, it's just interesting to see, and you know, and that's why I like. 90s type style because we had so much on there you know from Fresh Prince to Family Matters to you know one-on-one and shows like that in that nature were just incredible to watch because it was like oh shit I didn't even know we can get on tv like this (laughs) you know what I mean I didn't know that was allowed (laughs) so it was just it's always been a part of us and I feel like during that era we had so much going on for ourselves with sports with music with With TV, with movies. It was just always someone that looked like me on the screen at that time. And, you know, that's why I like this shit so much because it was just incredible to witness. Like, damn, maybe one day I can't get there. I won't get there, but it was a good thought. (laughs) It got me through some tough shit. (laughs) What about you?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, growing up, I feel like it was different for me. And we always have this conversation how I'm more of an animation person than you and, and growing up and cartoons i mean cartoons was was my life man i mean sitcoms were cool and don't get me wrong i love the sitcoms but growing up i really saw myself in cartoons so of course static shot i mean and right. i feel like when we're growing up and we see especially cartoons and animation i feel like it has this subconscious effect on us because growing up i didn't really see the importance of it it was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, dude has electric powers. He could fly on his little hoverboard with the static <laughs> electricity. He got a cool little white homie that's always down for him. Like, it was it was just cool at the time. But growing up and looking back on it, it's like this was real monumental and important for me to see a black superhero that of, of course, Dakota City wasn't all sunshine and rainbows either. Like you said, like Dakota City was like. They was Loki oh, in the hood. They, like, <laughs> like, they was Loki. It was Loki in the trenches. But again, growing up, you don't really notice that. You just see all the cool shit. Right. But looking back on it, you see that static was such a, a cool dude that went through the same situations that any high schooler or middle schooler were going through at the time. He had a crush. He was trying to balance being a superhero with just being a regular kid. He talked like us. He dressed like us, especially with the 90s with the yellow and the red shirt, like the all the different colors and things like that. It's like he looks like us. And it was so important to see that growing up and to even just relate to something that that's greater. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because it was cool that he had superpowers. But even if that was just a show about Virgil oh, going totally to school and hanging with Richie, it would have been just as important to me. Like, it would have been just as great. And I feel like that show really made me feel seen in that light. So, like, Static Shock, and I want to say Gargoyles, too. I know I've been on a real Gargoyles kick lately. But the you fact, have <laughs> I, I really have because I've been rewatching it. But the fact that it broke so many barriers, especially on Disney Channel, where everything was all sunshine, everything was fun, everything was great gargoyles is gritty as fuck nigga like they have people getting shot in that show they got people getting thrown off buildings they got all the gargoyles got betrayed in the first episode and almost all his clan got wiped out in the first episode nigga so it was was crazy it was real (laughs) and i feel like looking back on it and seeing the different cultures that were represented in that show. Because even Detective Maza, I mean, she's half indigenous, half black. Her brother just looks completely black. Keith David voices Goliath, the head gargoyle. Xanatos was like some ambiguous dude. I don't even know if he's white. I don't know if he's <laughs> Hispanic. I don't know what he is. But it just felt cool to see uh, a show that represented all these different walks of life and different cultures. It didn't treat them like like a side mission or like didn't treat them in a super stereotypical way because growing up in the Bay Area it was very diverse especially in Vallejo I mean going to school you had everybody in there you had Indians you had Filipinos you had Hispanics black people white people like everything was super diverse and to see a show that represented almost the city that I lived in it, it felt really cool to see that. And looking back on it, I felt like that was also monumental too. Because talking to people, even going to high school, I went to high school in Napa instead of Vallejo at the time. A lot of those people didn't even see black. They didn't see black people until they saw people coming from Vallejo and coming from the other side. It's like, this. that was a crazy experience to me. And I feel like if they would have watched Guard Girls, they would have been more receptive to see other people. <laughs>
1: No, for real.
0: <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> so, like, looking back on it, seeing these kids shows that we grew up with and seeing how they affected us, I feel like they did a way better job in promoting those shows, one, and kind of letting them letting them get away with a little bit. I mean, of course, it was the 90s, so people wasn't getting away with a whole lot. I mean, one of the gargoyles was supposed to be gay, but, of course, it's the 90s. They wasn't letting that fly. But I, I feel like subliminal messages and coding is very, very important to the shows that we grew up with. And to your point with Fresh Prince and the sitcoms and things like that, do you think you were more drawn to sitcoms instead of animation because of the subject matter and kind of the things that they were dealing with? And you could kind of see yourself dealing with those same things or kind of what kind of drew you more to to the live action side instead of the animation side?
1: I think my issue was always just like I always looked at a cartoon as you know, just that like, it's just cartoon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I watch, you know, obviously human, <laughs> it was more so like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I feel that, you know, because it was like these are real people. Obviously, I was a kid, so I, I ain't thinking about voiceover work and these people doing that. Mm-hmm. So it was always just me, you know, drawn to that. And. Everything I watched, like obviously we grew up, we watched cartoons, you know, Lion King and all that shit on VHS. Yeah. But I don't know, it's just I feel like sitcoms are always on. You know what I mean? Like I was always I don't think I knew that cartoons could be, you know, our people. Cause it's mm-hmm. like they're just a voice and it's a an animal. <laughs> like it's a gargoyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to love the animation of Mighty Ducks. Had it on VHS. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even then, it was just like, these are just cartoons. Mm -hmm. So I never knew how to separate the two. So when I seen someone that looked like me that was human, I was like, oh shit, I'm into this. Because it's like, you know, I was watching obviously, he's bad, but Cosby Show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, watching the Cosby Show, watching Different World, you know, watching Fresh Prince, watching pretty much all those shits always were always on TV. So I always watched them. Martin. That was a big one. I used mm-hmm. to watch Martin all the fucking time because I just had this, I don't know, fascination of being an actor or mm-hmm. working on the studio. And so anytime I seen it, like my favorite episodes were always the behind the scenes, you know, like when Fresh Prince went behind the scene. Yeah. You're like showing the last stage season. and shit. Yeah. yeah. And watching the blooper reels with everything, like all that shit always made me more interested in it. Because it was like, I felt like I was there, like I was part of the audience, which is their job. They always made you feel like you were part of the audience. And, you know, with certain shows, there was always those episodes. Like the big one is Fresh Prince with the dad episode or when Uncle Phil has a heart attack or, you know, it was always something where it was like in that moment, I was probably dealing with something in some similarity. So when I seen shit like that, I was like, damn. They really know what I'm going to do. If they really understand. Yeah. And I remember watching like Mike, you remember he wished like, oh, one day I'm gonna have a family like that. And that's kind of how it felt. It's like, damn, I want a family like that where I could just kick it and have fun and live life. And that's just how it was. And it was always just so it was like, just a getaway, like, a, like daydreaming fascination. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, I can't unplug from this because based on whatever I was dealing with, it was just better to watch. <laughs> what about I, you?
0: I feel that. And uh, I think it's different for me and why I gravitate to animation so much is, of course, you know, Pops the Pastor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I couldn't watch a lot of those shows right. growing up at the time. <laughs> so I wasn't watching, growing up, I wasn't watching Martin. Like, I, I wasn't even watching Fresh Prince until I was like 12. Like, and like these these more adult shows, I wasn't really watching. So, right. the live action shows that I was watching, I, I still enjoyed and I still saw myself in them. Like, Smart Guy, Sister, Sister, <sighs> like the the younger, the shows that were for the younger demographic. You know what I'm saying? I right. was watching those. But in, re- in relation to that, I was also watching a lot more animation and kids shows. And I feel like watching the kids shows and animation, it kind of lends itself more to, like you said, a getaway. And you see all these extraordinary people doing all these extraordinary things from static shock to batman beyond to teen titans to all these superhero shows and even all the all the kind of dumb shows you know what i'm saying like dave the barbarian and like all all that that other shit too because i mean we was watching it all you feel me like i was i was flipping the channels (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i was moving between cartoon network nickelodeon and disney moving seamlessly so watching those shows i feel like it allowed me to relate to animation on a deeper level so that when i grew up i still kind of feel that way towards animation and i know animation really is just a medium for telling stories like it's it's not a lesser iteration of live action or anything like that we're definitely not saying that i mean animation is super important but I feel like animation kind of gets a bad rap because a lot of people just say it's for kids or it doesn't really mean anything or it's basic or things like that. But there's so many underlying messages in animation, even when just looking at specific shows, because Proud Family, for example, when it first came out, I mean, it was dealing with a lot. Like it, it did it in a humorous way, but it was dealing with a lot. I mean, first episode, Penny wants to be a cheerleader. She's good at football. She kind of has to deal and navigate between what should a quote unquote girl be able to do in school, things like that. They dealt with just family dynamics with the mom being the breadwinner. The dad really wasn't making money at all and they played it for laughs, but that's some people's lives. Even the relationship between Sugar Mama and Oscar, where it seems like his mom really didn't love him or like him, but they have those moments where it shows that She really loves Oscar so much and will do anything for him, but they just roast each other all the time. So it's like all these shows that that we had growing up, I feel like had all these different episodes and different little tidbits that we could pull from them. And I feel like watching them, I really appreciate the voice actors and the writers that they were able to and were allowed to actually put these stories into quote unquote kid shows. because. To, to our point, you were watching the more adult live action shows where I was really only allowed to watch those kids shows. And I still needed development. I still needed to learn about some of these things that were happening in the real world. And I feel like putting these different tidbits, different life lessons in these shows, even if it was a, in a comedic way, it helps shape people and it helps shape even me. It's kind of the person that I am today. So I feel like that's why I lean more towards the animation side, especially when I was growing up and seeing myself and, and kind of pulling things from from different animation than I do the live action side because I, I just wasn't allowed to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get it where I live, partner. I had to, I had to just...
1: That's one thing we always talk about. It's just we just grew up differently, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just a little funny because like you're over here watching, you know, cargoils and I'm over here watching Degrassi here. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it and I watching against get blasted in high school. Like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to sneak to watch Degrassi. That's how it was. That's just if crazy. my parents saw it, they'd be like, what are you doing? Hell yeah. Nigga, that shit was wild
1: and exactly. that's what i mean i think it, it's just and that's why i feel like me and you always you know because you really do put me on a lot of animation because like growing up i like i said i just didn't pay attention to that shit like that like it just wasn't interesting to me mm-hmm. so that's why i always laugh because it's like oh you ain't seen this nigga i wasn't allowed to <laughs> <But>
0: like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> my fault <laughs> yeah because i mean even animation that i I put you on to or animation that you enjoy like when we talk about like our favorite animated movies and stuff, I know you enjoy more animation that you relate to on the deepest of personal yeah. levels like yeah. so, like that's the animation that you gravitate to, and I feel like people underestimate the effect that animation has, even on grown ups, especially if it's quote unquote meant for kids, whatever, like when people say that. It's like, these aren't necessarily meant for kids. Like, animation is still just a medium to get stories out. And we, we're still relating to stories to this day. Because even when we talk about, like, Brave, Brother Bear, like, no nigga you you like i feel every minute of that shit bro every minute of that shit and it's like i hate brave i can't stand i think brave is so garbage but for people that can relate to the story just on a personal level it's like they enjoy it and i can completely understand that and kind of segueing from there i know when people are talking about messages and kids shows, right? When people kind of go overboard with the, oh, they're trying to indoctrinate our indoctrinate our kids. They're trying to push this gay agenda or this woke agenda or like things like that. How how much do you think they put on that? Cause I feel like that's just overestimating the effect that that media has on children when you're saying they're trying to indoctrinate people. Or trying to push an agenda so far down kids' throats that they have no choice but to accept it. Like, what you what do you think about that whole argument?
1: I don't know. I feel like that argument's... I don't know. Because it's... Like you said, like, you know, you didn't grow up watching, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, me... It's like, you're mad about that. But I could watch, you know, this first episode of Degrassi... And it's about her meeting a pedophile online. Like... <laughs> yeah. Or seeing Drake get shot. Or watching South of Nowhere and, you know, there's a fucking drive-by at a high school prom. hmm Like, even, even Fresh Prince. Hell, even Boy Meets World.
0: Yeah, I like, was dealing with some shit, boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's
1: like, I don't understand how you are upset about this and they're pushing that and then this. But, like during, like, most of other generations, you were watching some pretty dark shit as a child. Like, truly dark. Like Now that I'm older and I rewatch this, I'm like, how the fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) was I allowed to watch some shit like this? (laughs) Because it's really crazy. (laughs) Like, in Boy Meets World, like, nigga, there's a cult episode. Like, he's in a cult. So, like... (laughs) At some point, there was a point in life where you were, like, a teen and watching this, and your parents didn't care. So, like, if your parents didn't care about that, why (laughs) why are you so alarmed by this? Because that shit is crazy to me. I don't think, as a kid, you should be watching, you know, like,
0: sex on a PG Disney Channel movie. (laughs) On God. Oh god, and it's like (laughs) I feel like uh, it. It's an argument only used by people that want to hide in their little bubble and pretend that other types of people don't exist, other demographics don't exist. Um, and and they're just misusing the word woke to mean something just terrible. Because, like you said, the people that say it now, I mean, they're like our age. You feel me? Like late twenties, like going into their thirties, whatever. And like you said, we were watching things that definitely had subliminal messaging or just straight up just showing straight stuff. out because like you said Degrassi's first episode she in the hotel room with the nigga like nigga. <laughs> she was there bruh like it was about to be something that went terribly left if her parents didn't show up like it was bad Degrassi no, real. gargoyles had an episode where the detective the gargoyle accidentally shoots the detective and she's laying in a pool of her own blood Batman Beyond literally starts with this nigga coming home and his pops gets clapped. (laughs) Like, static. I mean, like we were talking about, this nigga low-key grew up in the trenches. got an episode where he goes to Richie's house and Richie's dad is just 100% racist. racist. (laughs) Like, you know your son has a black best friend and you knew he was coming (laughs) over today. And that nigga was going crazy. Like, he's so racist. Like, all these different (laughs) things that we was watching growing up that that we definitely see and they're mad about Black people being cast in different projects. They're worried about gay couples being shown on TV. And it's like, I feel like people are worried about what's being shown on TV and not worrying about actually talking to their kids about real life scenarios and real life situations. Because I feel like it also comes down to, how are you parenting your child? Or how are you parenting the kid that you're so worried about being shown all of these things because it's like if it's something that you don't want your kid to see just don't let them see it you know what i'm saying and i know it it really depends on how old your child is what kind of access they have to the internet to streaming all this different type of stuff but you can also control that too and you can also just talk to your kids right and i know sometimes parents are like oh I'm not ready to have that conversation with my kid, but if it just happens to show up on the screen, you better get ready because that conversation is about like, the conversation is about to be had, and that's something that you just can't shy away from. Like if you're watching something and and you don't know that it has a certain level of violence or or something that you didn't want your kid to see, and it just pops up on screen, and your kid asks a question about it, at that point the kid is curious. They've already seen it. You, you got to have that conversation with them. And you can't blame the media companies for what your kid is seeing or curious about or anything when they're kind of watching it on, on your watch. Like you're watching the kid watch the stuff. So it, <laughs> I, it, I feel like it's just overblown. I feel like it's so overblown and it's used in the worst types of ways. Because like you said, we've seen worse. Growing up, we we watched a lot and you either had those conversations with your parents or you went and found out the answers for yourself and that i feel like that's just a part of life and people just need to get over trying to hide and and trying to get away from all these groups that they hate or or that they don't want to see it's like look outside bruh. like we're all different we're like there are gay people out there there are black people out there there are indians out there there are muslims christians like We all come from different walks of life. And if you don't want the real world depicted on your TV, what do you want depicted on your TV? Like, it it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't want your kid to even be slightly prepared for the real world through the media that they watch. I I I just don't I don't get it.
1: I don't think we ever will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they will either like you said it's just it's just different generations and i don't know people have their own agendas on how they react to things so i think there's people that are like ah how dare you and then there's others that are like bro
0: relax <laughs> like you're know, a grown person <laughs> getting mad over a cartoon and it gets me when it's like people that don't even have kids right and they're like oh they're trying to get our children are you don't like what are you like who are you trying to protect like it it just doesn't make sense and the subliminal messaging the coding they've always been there they've always been there and it can be something as slight as like if if people really want to reach or try to deep dig deep into it it can be something as simple as just casting the hyenas as minorities the lion king and everybody else in the lion king is just white as hell and you could tell from their voices sure it could be a subliminal message to kids that go to school and they hear people speaking in slang or speaking with a certain inflection that they relate them to hyenas but at the same time it's like it's not that serious like it's it's never been that serious and people just look to anything, I feel like to be outraged and enraged today, and they choose to be mad about actors and writers protesting.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, bro, niggas just wake up mad. <laughs> they just wake up <laughs> upset. There's something going on in their life, so therefore they have to now lash out at everyone else since they can't lash out at the people around them. So that's what I feel like social media is. It's just a bunch of people mad. And now they could be someone they're not and just be negative all they want. That's why I don't be on that shit. I don't even post on TikTok no more.
0: <laughs> even though we've been talked about it, the people waiting, big dog. They waiting. What people? Me. <laughs> <What? laughs> we've been talked me? about this shit. I'm going to start posting, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm back on it. I'm back on it. Nigga posted two days and disappeared. What? <laughs>
1: I didn't even realize they had been that long. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is like early June.
0: Nigga like said, I got an idea. I'm going to be working on it, you know what I'm saying? Still ain't seen I did, man. I know. I know. I'm know. I'm a, you
1: know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still, Steve- Speaking about being seen in media, kind of what we look at. I know we talked about what we looked at as kids, but now that we're older, now that we've lived a little bit longer, what kind of media nowadays do you see yourself in, as a as like who you are today? Nothing, to be honest. It was your face oh. before you said it. You was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> not
1: a damn thing." To be honest, I don't know that shit. That's why you need writers. <laughs> and really Shit do you just think
0: connected like you used to. <laughs> and really, just piggybacking on that, do you think it's because we're seeing the same characters over and over again? With reboots, with the sequels, with like Yeah.
1: We've been said it. Hollywood been at ideas. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I seen a list the other day of all the live actions that are supposed to be coming out or being worked on. Mm-hmm. And like pretty much everything is just recycling now. Because now they're like, oh, remember this was so popular when we first made it. Now we can make a live action for the new generation. They'll get it. It's like, nigga, it's the same movie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's they'll the get same it. Movie. <laughs> it's the same movie with different voices. That's all it is. So it's like, there's nothing really. That's like, I'm like, damn, they doing what I'm doing Because like now it's like, I don't really give a fuck what they doing with. I got my own shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you talking about, nigga? <laughs> and that's what it is. It's like, it's thinking of that aspect. Because now, now I really have to be blown away at this point. Because like, we got a lot of good shit early on. When we're kids. So it's like, to me, I don't know if you can reach that level of success as you did when I was a child, because I've already seen it. So, to me, it's like you have to write something that's like, oh, shit. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. And then I'm like, damn. Because I remember when I first seen Zootopia, you no, know, I don't watch like cartoons and shit. Yeah, you I was, remember sitting there, I was, I was mad was as high. hell. I was watching <laughs> this fucking movie. I was like, this shit is stupid. And I remember I heard something, just one thing. I was like, nigga, is that were they talking to me? <laughs> 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 and I remember when I was with, they were like, what? I was like, did you not hear that? <laughs> I was like, they just said some real shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when I started finally watching, like, watching. I am like, oh, shit. Nigga, this is for adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this ain't no kid movie. And that's what I mean. It's like, those are the moments that I'm looking for, because it's like, you know, you have to address the audience, and obviously the audience right now, is it's a kid movie, because it's cartoon, and that's just how I think, like, why am I watching this fucking cartoon movie, and like you said, for me, it has to be some similarity of adult humor, or like, something, like, it has to be something, and so, I think that's the last time I actually, like, reacted to something, like, damn, this is some good shit, (laughs) this is some real shit, and yeah, it ain't been like that since. It's just been the same old bullshit. Same old shit. Just a different day.
0: And do you also? I'm different. I was going to say, do you also think that it could be that we're getting so much content thrown at us week to week at this point that it's hard to almost get a connection to anything because there's always something new? coming out because even not even just talking about movies right i mean movies it's been week 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 after week after week after week even tv shows i mean there's a new tv show almost dropping every day of the week like we'll get new episodes of this on tuesday we'll get new episodes of this on wednesday new episodes of this on sunday it's like there's just so much to keep up with and yeah we're we're enjoying these things and some of them are really good some of them are ass um but uh do you think that could have an effect on the way people consume media as far as connecting to people and kind of creating like a lasting connection with the characters they see on screen rather than just jumping from show to show to movie to movie every single day or every week?
1: Well, I think I think I knew this was going to come because you know, COVID put a lot of shit on the back end. Yeah. So I think that kind of put a lot of these studios and production companies just in kind of a like we got to put this shit out. You know, it kind of put fear in a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a lot of those movies got pushed back pff, six months, a year. You remember fucking In the Heights, nigga? They pushed that shit back a whole year. Mm-hmm. Bruh. And I think I've, I kind of knew it would have to come because there's just no way you can predict that. And I think they figured that out. It's like, we got to put this shit out now because you never know what's coming. And... I think that kinda you know, just put people off balance. So now it's like niggas are just dropping shit. Like these don't even be like full shows. I ain't even realize half the shit I've been watching is like limited series. Like mm-hmm. these niggas won't even get like a season two. And so I think I thought in that aspect where I was like, okay, well, they gotta put this shit out. But you know, quality over quantity, my nigga. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you putting out too much shit obviously you're not gonna connect and then like i said this is a binging era niggas don't waste no time to finish a show me i'm an old-fashioned nigga you know what i'm saying i take my time <laughs> everybody finished yeah. the bear in literally like one night nigga i'm still on half of episode one
0: <laughs> yeah i we that one night that i was like yeah we watched it <laughs> we haven't watched it since <laughs> like, oh, because it's just like i don't know how you can
1: because how i don't understand how people can binge something and be like damn this show was amazing nigga how do you know you watched it so fast nigga how do you know and i think it's just based on like you said the media It's like niggas now I have to watch this shit immediately to get it out immediately mm-hmm. especially now with all these influencers content creators everything so niggas don't even take the time anymore and that's why I said I'm different. I still need to feel it. Like, I got to feel it. Because if not, what am I watching this for? To waste time? Because I'm not going to post about the bear. I barely wanted to post about euphoria, But I did. Just because I was like, ah, you know, I'm actually enjoying this shit. But, like, to me, nowadays, it's like there's so many of us who are into all this shit. They immediately have to run through that hole. And they immediately have to post about it. I remember someone we used to follow. They used to post that shit as soon as that episode was done. As soon as the movie was out, nigga, next day, boom. Like, bruh. (laughs) Spoiler, I ain't even went to see this shit yet. Like, I haven't watched The Bear, but I already know what's-his-name for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is now in The Bear. Which I wasn't aware of. So, niggas just are quick to spoil, quick to post, and I don't know. Niggas just don't watch shit like that. But again, we only get 10 episodes. So I kind of understand, because you remember us growing up, nigga. That was 22, 24, 25. Long when it was 30 seasons. minutes or an hour, them shits
0: were long. long. And
1: we had to wait week to week, and we
0: had commercials. <laughs> and there was a mid-season break that probably lasted like two months. So, exactly. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. It, it was definitely different consumer media back then, and I agree that it's hard to connect with characters now unless they just like you said set some real ass shit or doing like some shit in the movie where it's like, damn, this is me for real. Like, I love this character, right? I feel like the last character to do that for me was Miles Morales and into the Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse. And I will say put some boots in The Last Wish. That I'm still hot you very in, hot in that movie. movie. <laughs> bruh. Watch that shit. it's so fucking good. It is so good, bro. Like, whatever. I'm not even gonna get into it because we talked about it already. But I feel like those two movies are like the last movies where I'm like, damn, like this really, this really hit me, and I'm gonna remember this movie for more than two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Because like, and even now, to your point, with people getting their content out so fast, getting their reviews out so fast. I mean, we don't review shit unless we do it on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we'll do it on letterbox. Like we'll just write our thoughts down on letterbox. But even on letterbox, I started going back after I've sat with the movie for like a week and a half, two weeks. Like I'll change my score if I feel like it's different now. Cuz like some things you just have to sit with. Like you can't I mean, I guess some people can. I don't want to speak for everybody, but me personally, I can't sit through a binge of a full season of tv i mean i haven't done that in a while anyway but like just sit through a a full season of tv and immediately be like that was the greatest thing i ever saw like sit with that shit for a minute bro or like sit with the episode for a minute like think about it before you're just like i enjoyed it so much and it's like yeah you can enjoy something as soon as you watch it but it's like at least just take a little time to think about it and and kind of let it digest because I feel like for me personally, that's why I can't connect with characters as much as I used to. Because now everything's just moving so fast. You have the next movie you're gonna see. And it's like there's no time to really sit with a character, just be like, Man, they said some really good things in that movie. Like I-, I really felt everything that they said, and and like now you barely remember quotes from a movie. Unless, like we were talking about, unless nigga said some real shit or was doing some dope stuff and like whatever, like whatever you may connect to. Now it's hard for me to even remember quotes from a movie unless it was just funny or something like that. Cause there's just so much dropping. And you're 100% right that I feel like COVID scared the shit out of all these companies, specifically Disney, for sure. Because as soon as they were able to, they dropped, they were dropping Marvel shows back to back to back to back to back. To back. Like there was a show. There would be like a week break, then a movie, then another (laughs) week break, then another show. Like they were not missing a beat, bruh. Like they were just dropping the shits. And it didn't give us, it didn't give people any time to digest it or really kind of sit with the shows. And like you said, you gotta have quality over quantity, bruh. Cause I'm not going back and watching any of those shows, I promise you. <laughs> like, Zero like yeah, I enjoyed some. I definitely I'm not saying like they were all trash or nothing, but they're not good enough for me to just sit down and be like, you know what, I'm gonna rewatch this show. I never will, I promise you. One, there's Uh-oh. too many. Two, they they're just not all on the same level of quality, and it's like that it just kind of gets to the point where it is pointless to even go back and do that. And even with the shows that Disney drops. That they immediately take off their streaming service because ain't nobody watch them shits. It's like it, It's really a give and take. Like you gotta you gotta give quality for people to tune in, and you gotta market it properly. Because I feel like all of Disney's marketing money is going towards Marvel. Is going to the Mandalorian. I won't even say all of Star Wars because like they don't promote all of Star Wars equally. Like the <laughs> Star Wars Visions animation show. That show is fire that show is so good but they do not promote that shit at all
1: like i didn't even know that show existed till just
0: now <laughs> exactly they don't promote that shit at all they barely promoted bad batch for real the only people i saw the only reason i saw bad batch is season two when like what people were talking about is because people i follow wanted to talk about it but they don't promote that shit either so a lot of their marketing budget just goes to their remakes to marvel Pixar and like a couple of star wars shows and they they disney plus drops a lot of shit that you will never hear about and then they'll just take it off the streaming service and i think that's also a problem that we're getting into with streaming is that it's hard to connect to shows to characters to movies because as soon as a studio or streaming service sees it's not doing well they just rip that shit off their streaming service and they don't make make physical copies so it's like, the shit never existed. Like, you'll never be able to find it unless you got a website or something that already has it. But I feel like that's also a problem because people, now, if someone liked the show or, or the movie, they're not even able to go back and revisit it. Like, and I feel like that's a problem. <laughs> like, you can't even watch it's, the thing you connected to. Like, it, nigga, it's tough. That's
1: why I would be watching the get there. I still watch that month. I rewatch that shit every month. Nigga. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And there's shows like that that are like, how dare you take this off? Because I promise you, I'm gonna rewatch it. Like, imagine if they just took Avatar Last Airbender off. There would be riots. <laughs> because 100%. at some point, you're going to rewatch it. I'm rewatching Will Trent right now, which is just this random ass cop show I found. But it's because I actually took my time to watch it and enjoy it that it's like, damn, I could watch this again. I don't like telling people this, but I
0: rewatched the four of the first season a lot. <laughs> you were going <laughs> to dark time, big <laughs> dog. <God>. I watched <laughs> it. <dope. laughs> that was a and dark time. That's what I
1: mean. It was just, it's just stuff like that where it's like you no longer are like thinking about the audience and the people. Like you're kind of, you're only thinking, you know, money-wise and you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, no one's watching it so no one's gonna care how would you know you're not even letting it stay on there longer than a month for us to find out Mm -hmm. you're just taking it off there's still people to this day that didn't even know the get down existed until me and you started posting about it and it's like oh what's this oh let me tell you (laughs) let me change your life real quick (laughs) and there's people that have seen it and they're like nigga I'm still mad that Mm -hmm. we got
0: robbed and I
1: still am mad
0: (laughs) that they took that away because it left on a cliffhanger too that's the worst part about it i know that's the worst part about bro we was watching that shit as soon as it dropped staying with the episode we would talk after every episode bro. like did you see like yeah they they did that dirty and even if they're not taking the shows off their streaming service completely like the get down and and plenty of other shows that only got one season and weren't giving given enough time to grow with their audience they just cancel the shit like just like eh, it didn't do well first season so fuck it what like that's a problem and i feel like that's also a problem for the actors and writers as well when you don't give their show enough time to actually grow and now they're out of a job which is crazy the reason for the strike (laughs) so but here
1: we are on fucking Kissing Booth 26. Nigga. Bitch. <laughs> Come on, dog.
0: Like, what? What? Some of these sequels are getting out of hand. Like, Toy Story 5. Come on, man. Five? Five with toys.
1: <laughs> Should've just roasted them niggas the third one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say all that. That's cold. But I, the third one ended Roast beautifully. The niggas. third one was such a good ending. But now we on five. Five of them shits, bruh. By the time five come out, fucking Tom Hanks and... <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to be in a wheelchair. You got a dark mind. <laughs> I was not going to say what you thought I was. <laughs> Would you dare put that out there? No, <laughs> they're going to be old as shit, though, dude. Like, it, let them niggas rest. Come on, man let let them I do like, them mix. Just, just say no <laughs> you, think just they show, say you think they say no. no to that check Pixar budgets I'm, are insane like I don't understand how they use this much money to make these movies like Elemental was like over 200 mil for what I mean they barely pushed it out that's why a 200 million dollar budget
1: uh, I'm not surprised and their style of animation has to be expensive
0: that's More expensive than Spider Verse, yeah. Nah, they gotta <laughs> got cut everything, for- <laughs> they gotta cut it, they gotta make a budget, nigga. like, cool, dog. what for some fire and a water, dude? Like, <laughs> that's how they are, that's how they always been. That's what I'm saying, like, their budget, and that's why I said they not gonna say no because part of that budget is paying the actors, so they gonna, <laughs> they gonna cut the check. And them niggas are going to say yes to the checks.
1: <laughs> but in my head, it's like, like, obviously, you're like you said, because I remember when I text you about the All-Star Game. You're like, money don't drive them niggas. No, nope. they rich. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you should have a say. in if you actually desperately need that check, because Toy Story five nigga, five <laughs> yeah, <it's
0: laughs> as insane. an actor. I'm saying no. And that's what I'm saying. It's different between <laughs> actors and athletes, right? Especially with the All-Star game because the All-Star game, I mean, you could get injured. Like there's there's right. a bunch of variables in it. And you already have a 300 million dollar contract and they only offering you like 15k if you win. Come on, dog. That's like $15 to you. True. So like the risk doesn't necessarily match the reward that you could get. So that's why right. them niggas don't like they don't care. I but if i'm that. in a voice acting booth and you're willing to pay me 30 mil right for a month and a half two months of work come on bro yes yes <laughs> like, right. I can, so, yeah all right yeah
1: yeah, I see, yeah. all it's right it's a little different it's a little different <laughs> I, I get it that's <laughs> yeah. a bad comparison but it was the only thing i could think of yeah it was just, i was trying to talk in
0: terms of money but yeah but yeah yeah, yeah yeah right. cause I hear you too cause I mean some people would be like that like they're like eh right. it's not worth my time I don't, I'm not hurting for the paycheck but others would be like well shit I I still love the character you willing to pay me 30 million just for my voice like yeah. sure why not
1: I'm,
0: I'm in that bitch <laughs>
1: <Why> <laughs> you want me to sing not? okay <laughs> I'll sing the fuck out this song for 30 mil say
0: less so yeah, I I get your point. It's just I, I just feel like the consumption of media has changed in a way where if people don't sit with something. It's hard for them to connect. At least for me, it's hard for me to connect to to something that isn't instant. If I don't have a chance to sit with it for a little bit, with so much stuff coming out, it is just kind of hard to to kind of make that connection. And of course, like I said, Miles Morales, Puss in Boots. There's a, there's a few movies here and there. Intergalactic. I mean, there's a few movies here and there where I'm like, you know what? I really feel this. Like, it, this is definitely a movie where where I could see where one of the characters is yeah. coming from. I can. I've been in a similar situation as far as themes and stuff. Because I mean, I ain't got no spider powers, but y'all y'all know what I mean. But right. It's like you can feel like it. Ultimately, it makes you feel something. Right. Right. I did and, feel something for Intergalactic. Yeah, give you that. yeah. Like there are certain movies here and there where you're like, "Damn, this really, this really made me feel something, or made me feel seen, or I, I could definitely relate to this character in some capacity." Um, but just, just with so much stuff coming out, sometimes it, it's, it's kind of hard to get there for me at this point. And I, I just find myself watching older movies and connecting with those characters way more. Then I connect to the newer movies as well, cause you know we we low key been on some like old movie kick. Like I've been watching hella old shit, and it's like I it, they be making me feel some. I'd be like, damn,
1: <laughs> it's different, bro. It's different. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause you know the shit I go. Like you said, I watch mostly humans. So one of the favorite ones, remember Titans. The other one, The Wood. Yes, sir. like mm-hmm. you know. I loved Kid in Plays Class Act. I loved Friday, White Men Can't Jump. Like, all these movies, at some point in some point in your life, you were like, damn, I fucking get that. Mm-hmm. You know, anything Spike Lee, you know, at that time, everybody was going through something like that. Higher learning, you know, these were all the type of movies that were being pushed out so that we can connect, so that we can feel, so we can share it. And now that's not the case anymore. There is no sharing. It's kind of just like, here, you might like this. I didn't. Oh, that's fine. We got another one. (laughs) I don't like that one either. That's cool. I got another one dropping for you right now. I got
0: two, nigga. (laughs) I got another. Like, it really is like that. And especially because I don't want to, I don't want to turn into like a bashing of blockbuster movies. Because I mean, I still love blockbuster movies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we talked about Transformers and like, the shit that's dropped, that we have liked. And I still do enjoy these type of movies. Like, not get me wrong. I love having fun in a movie theater, turning my brain off and shit like that. But I feel like the the lower budget, I don't want to call them all indie because they're not all indie films, but the movies that you rarely hear about or don't get pushed. Now, those are the movies I connect to the most. So like, even just going back to Dope, Right. That was what, 2015? Yeah. Like that movie wasn't really pushed like that at all. Had un- an unknown Shamik Moore, Kiersey Clemens, um, old boy, I forget his name, that's been in Spider in Spider-Man, that was Flash Thompson, um, the MCU oh. Spider Man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I mean, just relative even Unc from Fucking Snowfall was in that. And I didn't that was the first thing I ever saw him in like literally like, a mean thompson yeah it was like it just had a bunch of these people that you could tell were just having so much fun on set but telling a real ass story that you could relate to that you could laugh at like it it was it was great like i loved that movie and even like blind spotting and i think that was like 2018 growing up in the bay area i mean i that movie is so good so well done such a great love letter to the bay area and also so relatable for me barely got pushed now that was a full-on indie film it definitely was you could tell um even there was an indie film that just came out like two weeks ago called past lives that movie was really good um there was uh an animated film that was at blue sky studios right before disney bought it and when disney bought it they shelved it because it has a gay love story in it it's called namona that shit is really good I just watched it too. And it's like these smaller, lesser known movies that aren't getting pushed for one reason or another. Those are the movies that I find myself like, you know what? When does it come out on Blu-ray or 4K? Cause I like, I'm copying this to make sure I actually have it. And again, with the way we consume media and the way the streaming services kind of keep things to themselves and don't even make physical copies, it's kind of getting harder to do that. And it's like, why? Why are y'all doing this to us? And it's just because of money at the end of That's the it. day.
1: That's it. There's no way because Disney is Disney, Marvel, they're on top of the game. They own pretty much everything. Yeah. So it's to the point where they're like, we're the big dogs. We're going to push whatever the fuck we want out. It don't matter because we're going to make a profit somehow, somewhere." And I think everyone else is kind of just like, well, we got to get to that level so we could do that. So now they're doing it. And now it's just, like, the shit that's lesser, like you said, you know, those are the shit we watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are the shits I'm enjoying. Like, I'd rather watch that than to watch, you know, Thor 29. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's an
0: arms race at this point. Like, everybody's trying to create their universe, make sure their universe is, is popping, make sure they got all the characters lined up and things like that. And that's fine, don't get me wrong like do do what you want to do. Some movies are gonna hit some movies aren't because by no means are we just straight up bashing any of any of the blockbusters right. or anything like that because I mean we do enjoy some of them. I still watch them like, <laughs> some of them some of them are bad, yeah. ass like trash, some of them are dope as always they're hit or miss, but to your point, those lesser known movies is what we're going to for. I feel for me personally, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for me, that's where I'm going to for real connection. Like that's what I'm I'm sitting down and I'm really feeling the characters and really just like this like this is a real, fully fleshed out, loved story. Like you could tell the people that worked on this loved the themes, loved the characters, loved the content, and they want to push it out because they love it, not to make a dollar. Even with Spider Verse, you could tell them niggas love that shit, bruh. They love the representation. They love going to different universes. They love telling a fully fleshed out story that makes people want to feel that that can connect with any one of these characters or multiple, multiple characters. And like, that's how I feel with, like I said, Nimona and like past lives, blind spotting, dope. Those movies, I feel like it just feels like they loved filmmaking and they love the story that they created and they want other people to love it and connect with it too. And sometimes I just don't get that feeling anymore. And even when we're talking about TV shows, sitcoms are not what they used to be like at all. Like I've tried to watch newer sitcoms like on these streaming services before. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> this is terrible terrible and it's like ah, i'm going back to what <laughs> to what i know and love you feel me i rewatch smart guy every single month no shame in it because it's still one of the best sitcoms in my opinion and like n- like nothing new outside of maybe the upshaws is really something that i enjoyed and even then the upshaws ain't as good as the sitcoms we grew up watching Southside. Oh, is that does that count as a sitcom though? I feel like it. I just felt like it was a comedy show. Cause you know a sitcom like with the laugh tracks right. and like yeah, kind true. of that feeling. But yeah. again, Southside cancelled. We're <laughs> never getting another season of that. Yeah.
1: Because true.
0: for I don't even know why, but I swear people was on that show. Like we were not the only ones watching that shit. Because when they would post like on their TikTok and stuff, their videos would do hella well, and it's like yeah. they just took that. Like Max was just cutting everything that wasn't a, a franchise or something that was that was already under contract or something like. Yeah. But Southside is one of the funniest shows of like the that past was decade, bro. Ha- so it's so fucking funny, and again, so fuck funny. That show, low key, had an indie feel to it. Like, it felt, I don't want to say cheap, but it felt real. Like, you were almost on the street with these niggas. Like, it felt real. And that's the content that we could connect to. And I feel like that's the problem with some of the content that's coming out now. And even going back to our past episode, we're talking about this black cinema and having regular movies coming out with regular ass people doing regular ass shit stakes aren't high the drama isn't really that high and we could connect to it's just something that we're currently missing in movies and in tv show especially within black cinema and black entertainment
1: that shit is long gone long gone
0: god (laughs) (laughs) like
1: obviously like you said there's still shit out that we enjoy yeah but it's not To me, personally, no, I don't know about y'all, it's not to that same level that I used to feel, and that's just how it is, you know? Like, Big Mike in the wood, like, yeah, I love that fucking character, (laughs) (laughs) like, 1,000%. Like, I love that whole story, you know, boys becoming men and doing what they had to do on that wedding day and being having cold feet to get married and, and being stressed out and scared and the next step in life, like can I do it, will I be able to achieve it like shit like that that was, I was a a child watching that, how am I a child connected to this grown man I ain't (laughs) even started life yet but that's how good shit like that was, it really took you to that place it made you feel like you were that character and like you said, Miles that was real when he was giving that monologue to his mom, it's like you know how fucking terrifying that is, the question if your parents were still gonna love you because that shit's real. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. People really go through that. And those are the moments where it's like, damn. Y'all really did a fucking amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> and like you said, with brave. You know, the whole thing is about her and her mom. And, you know, that's what people deal with. If you have parent issues, you mm-hmm. know, it's questioning those things. It's dealing with that type of environment. It's like, fuck. Does she even like me? Are you sure? Even even though I still think Fences was pretty cheesy, it still gravitates in that sense of, you know, black father, black son, and what they have to deal with. If it's really a connection, if you really love somebody, do you even like me? When he asked that question, it's like,
0: nigga? Does he? Because I don't think he do. <laughs> Denzel played that a little too well. I, like, I really don't think he like you, bro.
1: <laughs> and those moments that we've had in cinema and they're gone. You know? Fresh Prince episode, that that episode lives on for forever. People talk about that shit now. Because it's like a real thing. That's real shit, real problems. We don't really have that no more. Damn. We're on Transformer 250.
0: <laughs> you preaching right now, nigga. What the <laughs> fuck? I ain't not really think of it like that. Like, what sitcom <laughs> episode have we had since like 2010 that lives on in like infamy? That's just like, oh shit! Like everybody knows this episode. Everybody knows this moment. Everybody knows this monologue. Like, bro, there's not like, not that I know of. No, no,
1: not really. Because what for us it comes died off what 2000, 2000 ish,
0: bro. Like, there are, no, there are no moments like that. Of course, mm-hmm. there are famous TV moments. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Of course, there are always going to be favorite, famous TV moments. These
1: are moments. Like, these are real moments that are generationally known.
0: Yeah, and it's like... They're
1: gone. Shit. <laughs> They're gone. There's, like, nigga, like, we took these people as our family. Like, as our, like, our nigga Uncle Phil was our uncle. <laughs> he was <Yeah>. our dad. <laughs> And that's, those are the moments that are like, there's no character like that. And I'm like, damn, you know, and that's why I'm watching real Trent. Cause I'm like, damn, did I really connect to the show? Mm-hmm. Now nah, that I'm rewatching, I was like, oh shit, I did. That's why I'm rewatching it because it's really, really good to me. You know, his character is someone I'm relating to. Mm-hmm. And it's just, those are, those are what we look for as film heads, as people that really love. You know, escaping the reality, but nigga, we ain't escaping. Nigga, we stuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Because there's no, like you said, there's just no, no scene like that. There's really no character like that that everyone universally sees. Like, yo, that's. I mean, I will say, Unc from Snowfall, I feel like has gotten up there. Yeah to the point he's where getting God, up like, there for that, sure that that's yeah. unk. like when you see him like yes yeah. but aside from that like i feel like snowfall has given us the best moments mm-hmm. as far as black tv goes from people are like,
1: still like damn Shit ain't been the same since snowfalling.
0: And- <laughs> yeah, Cause you know, I started watching that shit late. Because yeah. we started it when it started, but I was like, I don't got the I don't got the mental and emotional capacity for this. I can't keep going. But then remember so, I started watching it again and I was like, Oh shit, like I'm locked into this motherfucker. Like and people yeah. still quote it like, Teach man how to squabble, like Right. You go in there, you see the first motherfucker, you be on like- <laughs> Like, they were still quoting this shit and everything. Where's the titties? Where's the titties and the bitches? <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be bitches. Slap your goddamn daddy. <laughs> like, but see,
1: that's a good point, because now it's like, oh, that's Unk. Uh, people are gonna remember Jerome yes. more than anything, because yes. it's true. <laughs> that's hella funny.
0: Yes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I feel like he—he's the last person that we had, and even before him, I feel like there was just a gap where there was nobody like that. Not that I remember. Not, not that I remember. No. And I think what they did know. with Snowfall is pretty special. Yeah. Just as far, just as far as how long it ran on FX. Um, six the, seasons, right? Yeah. The storyline, the moments that they took from actual real life and created a fictional story with it like i feel like what especially with john singleton passing and kind of keeping that same energy and, and keeping the same tone they i feel like they did a really good job with that and i i feel like snowfall and atlanta are probably the two biggest black shows that that we've had in a long time and now they're both gone so it's like
1: I guess we could throw Darius in there too, then, because I'm always going to remember Darius's character oh, yeah. in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Can I he measure? Was... Can I measure your tree? Right. Not right now. Yeah. It Just means like, no.
1: <laughs> like all of them were pretty memorable, obviously. Paper boy. But like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Darius obviously stood out the most because he was. I don't know. He was the most realistic to me. Like he was just fucking goofball. Yeah. But he also was like telling the truth when he spoke, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, yeah. Those shows, those go down for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Snowfall in Atlanta definitely have it as far as the most iconic black shows of the. I best, know a lot of like, people like
1: Grand Crew, but I didn't watch that.
0: Honestly, I can never get the humor. wasn't for me. I tried yeah. it. Like I watched like four episodes, and I was like. It's not hidden for me, but like you said, I know people did like it, and again, that's cancelled too. Yeah, it is can- yeah, <laughs> <So>, cancelled. <too. laughs> it's like, what do we have to do to keep these shows on? I mean, of course, Snowfall in Atlanta willingly, like, they ended. They weren't cancelled. Right. But, like, Grand Crew, cancelled. Southside, cancelled. Like, Get Down, cancelled. When you could have just cut their budget. Because the main reason they always said was, oh, their budget was too high. Cut that shit then. And, and just let them continue. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, it, at this point, it's like, what do we have to do to make sure that the shows that we love continue and not get replaced by all this other shit that they just keep throwing out there? Because at this point, they're just throwing shit out there to see if it sticks. Well,
1: niggas are trying to beat Disney. That's the problem. They're trying to think, if I make this cinema, oh, we gonna top these niggas. But it's like it's almost impossible to top these niggas because they drop something every other week. And again, the pandemic, niggas are just like in competition all the time. Like, oh, we got to drop this now. Like, look at look, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, nigga, they've been beefing until
0: this month. They decided to come together. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I will say. Barbie and Mission Impossible were never beefing. It was always Christopher Nolan against somebody else. Because Christopher Nolan and Tom Cruise, because oppenheimer's taking all the IMAX theaters from Mission Impossible. <laughs> so Tom Cruise was like, fuck that nigga. And it, it, Christopher Nolan was like, I ain't watching fucking Barbie fuck that
1: movie. He really tried to see
0: he tried to retract that he shit. He did. Too. He did. Cause it started coming out that a reporter asked him, like, Are you watching <laughs> Are you watching Barbie? The nigga said, "No." <laughs> Have you seen Barbie? <laughs> no. So now like, this nigga, like,
1: oh yeah, I can't wait. This is what cinema is all about, yeah,
0: bitch. <laughs> okay, nigga, okay, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it it's just an arms race at this point. Everybody's trying to one up each other. Everybody's trying to trying to get their own universe started, trying to get the most money. And it's just like even with studios, I mean T V studios, I mean, with just dropping hella shows and then just canceling like eighty percent of them after one season. I mean, the only shows that have lasted really as far as black cinema goes are Abbott Elementary and that's it. Actually, I, I thought I was trying to think of another one. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's, really it's it. just Abbott Elementary, and that's Disney. So and I guess you could say all American. Damn. Is that like the only show on the CW right now? <laughs> like I, I think don't... It's both
1: of them. I think it's all American and the other one. So just the two college one. Yeah, I think so. That's but I saying. know they just cut the college budget, so I don't know how long
0: that's gonna last. I mean CW's never been profitable, so it's only a matter right. of time. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised these are still on. Same. But I mean, they have nothing else. All their superhero shows are gone except for Superman and Lois. Well, no one's trying to buy the C-dub, so they gotta figure something out. I wouldn't either. (laughs) niggas is broke over there. They should have left the UPN and kept all the niggas' shows on there. We would have been lit. Hell no.
1: I ain't watching no more (laughs) Moesha. I
0: ain't talking about Moesha. That shit would have had to go. Moesha's the worst character in her own show. No, Frank is. Her dad is. Then it's Moesha. Frank is. Frank is a ho, bro. I swear. Rewatching that shit, I was like, "Oh my god!" But again, look, look at that. We remember it.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's like, really, like, oh shit, this nigga is
0: terrible. Preaching. (laughs) He's terrible.
1: He's horrible. But we know the difference between. Oh shit! Would you want a Frank or would you want an Uncle
0: Phil? Yeah, you're right. You preaching. You preaching. Not for damn sure Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, not not Frank, for real. Not Frank. The two best sitcom dads in my opinion are Uncle Phil and Ray from Sister Sister. Campbell? Yeah. Hmm. He's so solid, bro. He let a woman he didn't even know move into his to his house just cuz his hmm. daughter had a twin. That's they true. dated for a minute, they broke up. He wasn't bitter. Like he didn't treat her any differently like, treated Tia as his own daughter, like, gave her everything she wanted, really, paid for their college, like, that nigga, he's a solid dude. I guess I just, yeah, because I
1: don't even think I finished all of Sister Sister, like, I don't know, I just didn't watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ray Campbell. I watched
1: there, it. Because remember when they all dropped, I was re-watching all them shits, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever finished Sister Sister. I yeah. think I just skipped to, like, the college years. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Cause those are the best episodes, yeah. But I will say top three: Floyd in there too. From Smart Guy, Floaty, Flo- <laughs> Floaty, <laughs> Floaty, Floaty, Floaty,
1: Floaty. <laughs> tell him, buddy. Oh shit!
0: No, yeah, that's on list. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully we'll we'll get some new black TV shows in here somewhere. Hopefully the writers and actors get a fair deal, get paid what they should be getting paid so they can keep creating content that they actually love and that they that they 100% stand behind. And this is just to get more content that we can see ourselves in, bro. because it's looking real dry out here right now. <laughs> like, Christ, fuck, nigga.
1: It's like, like we just said, we named half our shows, and they're all either ended or canceled.
0: That's it. Well, here's to be a positive to the next year or something because <laughs> see what I... happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But class is dismissed. You've been rocking with J Rock,
1: McFly Smith. Yay.